0: hey hey what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of the amazing seller podcast this is episode number 383 and today we are doing the podcast on a couch and on an ottoman in a hotel room with my good friends and part of the TAS team Joel Angel and Chris Schaefer what is happening guys What's going on, dude? Doing well.
1: How you doing, man?
0: It's kind of weird here, right? We're yeah, doing a is. podcast in a hotel room.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I get to see you and talk to you at the same time, which is not normally a thing that we do because when we do these on Skype, yeah. I don't get to look at your pretty face. That's right.
2: That's right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, I feel confused. Yeah. I almost have to put a box around it so I can pretend that I'm on the Skype. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Um, the reason why I wanted to do this, I wanted to really kind of recap and kind of also get some takeaways because I think, uh, you know, as... As people uh, come out of an event of any kind, um, it's always nice to see what they got out of it, but then also what we got out of it as far as like takeaways because we're always trying to figure out where are people stuck where are people uh, you know maybe needing additional help and I think after I do these anyway and you ask yourself that question, it also helps us move forward and bring content that can actually help everyone moving forward so I think I just want to kind of go around the table here and kind of get your thoughts. So, Chris, maybe you can start it off because you've got just such a nice, crisp, loud voice, and it might take that energy and really kind of push it along the, the now channel. Now we're setting there.
1: expectations.
0: We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah.
1: You, are. Yeah. you did that yeah. very well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that don't be quiet or this is no good. So I think I think before we do that, we should probably recap what the event is about for the people. That would probably be a good here. idea. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So if you weren't one of the 15 people that got to hang out with us this weekend, what we did was we took kind of what you guys may or may not have seen us do in the list building workshop. And you can find that if you haven't been through that, go through that at com forward slash build list. And you guys can find all of the, the similar material to what we taught this weekend. But what we did was we kind of took – all of the stuff that we covered there we chunked it down into some sections and then we actually worked with the people who were here this weekend to implement that giveaway that traffic driving or that launch strategy so we took everything that we teach in that workshop and we broke it down really into those three sections right so we it, you know how do you create a compelling offer for your audience so that you can start to drive traffic to that email list Mm -hmm. and build that email list. And then once you have all of those emails, what do you actually do with them afterwards? And so that was kind of the goal of this weekend. And in seeing that, there were a couple different places that we got to see that some people were stuck. And it turns out that most of those people ended up being stuck either in the traffic driving or with what do we do after it. And those are really the two things that make or break that entire effort to begin with. So that was kind of a little bit of an interesting experience for us.
0: Yeah, it it really was. And, you know, again, as you kind of get to sit in a room with people, you get to actually see what their sticking points are. And also sometimes their sticking point is really not even the thing that they have to do. It's actually deciding what to do first. Where to go. Yeah. It, where to go first. And it, it was funny because we had our implementation session where we're actually now we're, we're looking over their shoulder. Everybody's working, which was great, by the way. Uh, I remember actually I was riding over here in the car with uh, with Jimmy the Shark. And uh, <laughs> and we were kind of going over the event and stuff. And the last event in Phoenix, everyone was saying like it was an awesome event. But they wish they could have did some implementation. We didn't have enough time in that day. So we built some time in in the day here for implementation. And implementation I actually thought was going to be a little different, honestly. It was gonna be a lot more like, okay, click here, you know, you know, build this thing, slide this here. But it was more about just letting them work on what they needed to work on and having us go over and see where they're they're stuck and then moving them through. So Angel, I want you to talk about that because actually you were kind of going through uh in, in kind of asking at least myself, like what what was our takeaway from my session when we did a breakout session and stuff, and um, and maybe even I think I got to actually introduce, I have to actually give Angel like a real introduction here, yeah. Okay.
3: because yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but um, Angel is uh, a huge part of the TAS team as far as like behind the scenes, doing a lot of the mechanics, a lot of the 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 building of our systems to allow our content to get you know really pushed out at the right time. And um, just really an important part. So, Angel, thank you. Number one, and number two, maybe you can tell a little, you know, a little bit about what you do do, just so I can you can do a better job than I just did. <laughs> and I know we only have thirty minutes. That's good
3: stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, <so I'd> great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I build the architecture behind the autoresponder. Yes. And so I work a lot in ClickFunnels. Yes. I spend. Almost all my time. (laughs) In Actionetics and uh, both the funnel building section and making sure that the entire process serves both the people in TAS and the people who are consuming the material. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really the one behind the scenes that's making it all kind of come together. and. I also just want people to understand like, you know, this is what we're doing for TAS, but it's also stuff we're doing with our our, our brand that we're working on externally. Sure. So all of these things that we're doing are, are actually things that we do in our Amazon businesses and, and things as well. But, um, okay, I, I know you and Joel are really good about kind of like breaking things down and, and kind of distilling it. So what would you say like from the event That you've seen that either people were coming away with or that people were, you know, maybe even getting stuck on?
3: Um, The biggest sticking point I saw, quite honestly, was uh, making it too complicated and getting overwhelmed. Mm. So a lot of people were afraid to take the first step Mm. to even do, you give them the processes. Right. What they were missing is it's. It, they were getting overwhelmed by all the processes that they have to do and really the best option is not to think oh my god i got to get facebook going i got to get this going i got to get that going and mm-hmm. I, you know i right. i got to get my i okay. got to have a website you right. know, i got to have everything right i would ask yourself what's next you you give them a process right. you know what the big step is, the big process is you give them like you know four or five steps, sometimes yep. only three, sometimes it's even one. <laughs> yep. Yep. What's next? Do that next step right. and then ask yourself what's next again. And it, it becomes very, very easy. It's, re- it's really interesting though. Cause I know Chris
0: always says that, you know, asking the question is really a huge tool for yourself because you have to answer that question. That's right. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. do the one thing and then ask yourself what's next. Right. Um, And I found it interesting because I was I was walking around the room doing the implementation and I had just gotten out of a breakout session with um, with a group. And uh, and the guy that I was working with, we kind of went through what he needed to do next. Mm -hmm. And then when he was at the implementation, he wasn't really doing what we said to do (laughs) next. Right. Right? And and uh, and and really, it's no fault of his. It's just he wanted to do something he felt he could get done. And I said to him, I go, even though. You don't think you can get it all done now. You can do a part of it now because that's really the next thing that you need to do. It's not necessarily that you have to complete it. It just means you have to start that process because eventually that part has to get done. And that part was, I mean, I'll just, I'll just say that for an example, like we went through like how to find influencers on YouTube. So spend an hour going through YouTube and finding people that your market uh, or that could be serving your market. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to create that list. And
3: then eventually on the next part of that, you're going to then contact those people. Right. So reward yourself, like, you know, give them, have them give, you you know, give congratulations to yourself for taking those steps. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you did it. Yeah. It's great. Yes. You did it for the first time. Right. How awesome is that?
1: I know. (laughs) It's it's one of those things. And Scott, you and I have talked about this a lot in the past and people who uh, have been longtime TAS listeners have probably been beat over the head. But there's a lot of things that you can do. Mm. Right. And one of the things that we stress and we had somebody ask us this weekend, like, where do I start listening to the podcast? Mm-hmm. Right. What things do I do? First, Mm -hmm. And the answer is you start at the beginning, right? And it it reminds me of the concept that you and I have talked about a lot, which is just-in-time learning, right? Mm -hmm. We threw a lot of information at people. And the reason we did the breakout sessions and the implementation was to say, where are you right now? You know, kind of group yourself based on that and then let us teach you what you need to know right now to get that first step done wherever you are. and as entrepreneurs and we're guilty of this, I think all four of us in this room are guilty of this as well. We go, look at all the cool stuff that we can do. Right. Like I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And then we go, yeah, but I don't want to do that one. because yeah. That one's hard. Yeah. Or it's but not as fun. Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of pulls back. And we had the conversation again this weekend with some people, and Joel, I think you were having the conversation where we said, like, where there's resistance is where there's going to be the most growth. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I think the conversation yeah. you had with somebody was, you know, what are you afraid of? The yeah. next step that you need to take. He had like five or ten products that he was twenty five skills oh right, on, like, on a list. Yeah. And he hadn't he hadn't reached out to any suppliers yet. Right. And Joel said, What why not? And he said, Well, what if they don't answer me? you know it was kind of the response i think uh, correct me if i'm telling that story wrong but it's like what do you have to lose by taking that action Mm, but it's it becomes more real when you take that action Mm. and that's kind of that first fear point for a lot of people Mm -hmm. the next fear point and i know you have it i still have it is once you've talked to that supplier you've gotten your samples Mm -hmm. and you go to place that order yeah right there's a lot of resistance there because your body is saying this could kill you and (laughs) you know, from a biological standpoint, that makes sense from a real life standpoint, it doesn't. And you have to acknowledge that and be able to move past that. But the things that we don't want to do tend to be the things that lead to that biggest growth point or that aha moment or the next step in our business.
2: I, I think you nailed it. It's not always that next step. That's really the fear. It's that they group it. Like they're saying they're looking so far down the line. They're thinking I have to pull the trigger on the investment in the sort that on the product, Right now. Yeah, right now. And it's like I'm like, no, 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 you got a lot of steps. You're <laughs> gonna you're gonna enter into a new area where you've never done this, you're gonna send an email to a sourcing agent and you're gonna get information back about a product. That's completely risk free. Mm. Y- you can get that skill for free. <laughs> you can send that and then you got you know, then I'm like and just to give you like I walked that guy through and I'm like what these are the next two steps that are coming. Really, everybody should get to at least the real trigger point, the actual decision point. And that is, you know, first Reach out, get used to communicating with that person, and then ask for some samples. How easy is that? You're going to get a product. You're going to check it out. You're going to show it to your friends and family. That's it. I mean, if, if everybody just did that instead of waiting, oh, my God, I don't know if I can pull the trigger when it comes time to buying the product or how many units am I supposed to get. If you just get that far, everybody can do that. You honestly can do that in a couple days days or a couple weeks even to get the product in mm-hmm. and be checking it out. So uh, if you're stuck there, go do it. Go make it happen. As Scott always says, take action. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, cool. So and actually, you know what, Joel, why don't you I knew you were on the podcast, but why don't you just uh, talk a little bit about what you you are doing uh, behind the scenes with TAS?
2: Okay, Um, I do a lot of connecting what we're building behind the scenes, the architecture that Angel is doing to actually into the audience and what's really assisting the business to grow to the next level. Uh, A lot of the things I spend time on is really thinking about how do we help more people how do we get more people through this how do we really help them move because one of the coolest things that TS has already done is that consistently people are getting real results people who never entered into the space never knew what they were that they could even do this are freeing that like they're they're free from their jobs. They're, they're a whole new life. I mean, I talked to a number of people that said, man, a year ago, I never thought I'd be making money like this. Mm. I I had no idea that I was capable of this. I would have been, if you had told me that I would told you were a liar Mm. (laughs) and now they're doing it. And we see that all the time and we want more of that. We want to see more people do that. And that's a lot of my focus.
0: Yeah, no. And I know. And we talked privately with our own, you know, little discussions about like, you know what is the mission like what is the mission for us um, you know there's a lot of people in this community uh, a lot of uh, you know so-called gurus and stuff that are you know money-grabbing really yeah. I, I mean to put it bluntly yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like you know you know they're they're basically you know money-grabbing and I don't want to be associated with that you know are um, you know are we leaving money on the table absolutely yeah. and, and, that, and that's okay Because like you said, and we've all said, it's about the long term for us. Um, I'm personally here for the long term. Um, I love receiving those that you guys came to my house and you seen my thank you all in person. Um, You know, that's what lights me up. You know, when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to go there. Um, And, you know, I just think it's important, too. I mean, you know, you guys are part of the TAS team. And it's like, you know, when when I get those thoughts, you guys are there to kind of remind me of the reason why right, the reason why we're doing what we're doing. I mean this whole thing started because of a podcast that I wanted to start, did it, had no idea where it was gonna lead, and now look where we're going, and now we just wanna do more of that in a better way. Um, So again, I just wanted to kinda throw that out there to let people know, Um, but what you guys can also take away from this little discussion about what we're saying is like, what is it for you, and what is it for your business? Maybe right now you're in an open brand, and you go, well that doesn't really have a, I'm not really like helping people, but you kind of are because that widget that you're selling is probably something that even if it's like a hinge for a door,
1: right? Someone needed that hinge. <laughs> that's a great that's a great analogy actually because that hinge is needed, right? Right. They don't they don't necessarily need another shopkins thing, right? right, right or right. another uh, stuffed animal, but right. they might. Right. Right. You don't know, and th- that's kind of the the thing behind your brand. But it, it doesn't have to be a mission like you're going to help people. Exactly. It's, so let's let's go back to I don't know what's what's a good example. No, I, no, I have so an example for this is um, I I bought fingernail clippers
3: mm-hmm. off
2: of Amazon, and I need right now. I, um, I, you know it's a brand or a product you like yeah I need it but it's like not gonna like be that exciting and I get there and there's a little like thank you note in the packaging and says you know we love it that you've tried our thing and you to change your life if you need any more they had a coupon on it and they, were, they had a little poem about like fingernail clippers <laughs> when I buy fingernail clippers in the future who am I going to right. every time I'm gonna go there because every other experience I've had with fingernail clippers was crap yeah and so they took a little extra time to take something that usually has no personnel, usually you buy once and you never need to for years. Right. But I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, well they got the discount coupon, maybe I can get it for a family member, and they really did a, such a great job of connecting that people element to it, that even a product that normally wouldn't have it, now has it. And my, my, I will remember that brand. Well, okay, I got another real live example here,
0: and this isn't really, this again works in anything, but, okay, Uber drivers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Normally, you have an Uber driver, you punch them in your phone or her and you get an Uber ride, you know, and you just, you say, okay, they show up, the the app takes care of it all.
1: Thank you. You might tip them. You have the three question conversation of how long have you been driving for Uber? Are you from here originally? (laughs) And what are you doing after this? (laughs)
0: Exactly. Right. So how would someone make that better
1: or, you know, more
0: enjoyable or exciting? Well... We actually found out yeah. <laughs> firsthand. It was amazing. You guys didn't get to experience, but we hopped in an Uber driver or an or Uber ride uh, from the. I would say actually from the workshop or no, not the from workshop that, from the, meetup, the coffee shop meetup from the coffee shop meetup on Friday night. And um, our good friend Bill ordered it for us. It was an Uber X, so it was the bigger one, so we could have more people. Exactly. Yeah. And the first, the first thing that happened, the first thing I seen is it pulls up. It's got these blue lights running on the inside. And I'm like, this is going to be an interesting ride immediately, right? And I was kind of, it was kind of, I knew it was going to be kind of cool, right? So we get in the car, right in the back, we see a pillow hanging on the back that says love with a little heart-shaped love. And then I still thought, this is going to be interesting. We all sit down, the guy turns around and he said, "I forget what he said to to uh, to Jimmy that was in the front seat." Do you have twenty dollars? Yeah. Do you have twenty dollars? Yeah. And then what was the first song? It's thrift shop. The thrift shop song, yeah. right? In my pocket. Yeah, yeah. Twenty dollars in my pocket, <laughs> and it, the music starts pumping. The strobe light starts happening. The lights are flashing, and actually. I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, but I may. You're going to probably want to go to the show notes of this episode because I may embed that part of that video (laughs) in the show notes. What what was the episode again? 383? TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 383. If you want to catch a (laughs) snippet of that Uber uh, ride, you you might want to go check out the show notes.
2: all the songs were censored, so you got to be careful of that.
0: (laughs) I might might bleep them out. But yeah, there was a couple of curse words there, but we'll make this a family show. Uh, But it was an awesome experience. And when we got out... We thanked him, we gave him a tip, and then he gave us his business card. He's He owns a limousine company. Yeah, you're going to
2: remember that, always.
0: I'm already going to hire him for my son and me to go out and on the town some night. Yeah. It's going to be fun, right? It was amazing. But again, you got to understand, like, no matter what you're doing, you can create an experience. And you also, it doesn't have to be a mission statement or anything, but it just has to be, how did you, you did change our life for, for, a, for a second, Right. That we were never going to we're never going to forget that that memory is stuck in our mind. And it's, it was a good memory to,
1: to kind of tie that back in. What we were talking about was like the mission of TAS. Yep. And that creates the experience. Yep. For what we're recording in terms of content, what we're yep. doing inside private label classroom, what we do for workshops, what we do for Breakthrough Live. And that experience was the reason that we added in the implementation section and, and those kinds of things. Yeah. And, but you, it, it works in your own brands, too. And that's kind of where the Uber example comes in or the, the fingernail clipper example comes in. You guys can do those things. It doesn't have to be derived from a mission statement. But it all does come back to creating a unique and valuable experience. Yeah. And that's really what you want long term.
2: Well, adding the people element to it. Right really thinking there knowing there's another person on the other side of that. And if you can do something to change how they get to interact or make it an improvement on it. Yeah. It can come from cultural stuff. It, it's saying, Hey, this is the culture of this business. And it's what we're trying to achieve. It doesn't have to it just says I care. Cause how, how rare is that nowadays? It's sad, but it is rare that our the businesses we interact with come and say, I care about you. Mm-hmm. That that's really how simple it is. And even if the product doesn't warrant the most excitement for you as the person selling it, but on the other side, then add something to it. Add that note. I mean, we, most of the training for Amazon right now is telling you add a card and you know, you know, try to offer them a coupon and get the repeat sale. Mm. But what if we did it by adding so much personality and care to, hey, this is your experience. Let us know anything we can do. This is what we've seen other people use it for. All kinds of cool stuff we can do to go, I actually care about you.
1: There's two good examples of that. And, and the two people were both here this weekend. You know our friend Bill. His follow up sequence through his emails, he spent so much time going through and testing and tweaking and just adding personality and humor into his product, which is not a funny (laughs) product. Like, it's not like a gag, (laughs) you know, it's not something that would generally have that associated with it. So, you're creating that experience. The other person who I want to give a shout out to is Danielle Fritz, who I know in some of her follow up emails. Does, you know, oh, hey, I saw you're from Ohio. You know, she does it a lot more manually than a lot of other people. I saw you're from Ohio. You know, sorry the Buckeyes lost this weekend, yes, that right, kind of stuff. Right, right. Really yeah. Cool. yeah that, was, <laughs> that was just for your, for your edification. <laughs> but, <I> know. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, those kinds of little connection points are what make all the difference. And we got to talk a lot about that this weekend. And that's where, like, after you guys have that email list, you can do a lot of those kinds of things and create that one-on-one experience with the people who are potentially going to be your customers when you launch that product or are going to be your long-term customers once you've built that email list, which is what this weekend initially was all about.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's kind of just talk a little bit about maybe – I think the two areas that i seen that people uh, needed some help was not so much the – I guess the offer.
2: The offer seemed like people really had the offer down. Well, I think they were confused by the audience. So how can you make a strong offer? And they, so there was a hard for them to even realize they needed one yet. Okay. And what that felt like. You right, know, so. right. Because um, when we asked, we were going to do three different sessions,
0: yeah. and we had ended up we did do three, but we broke them up differently from the response from you know the live attendees. But uh, it was primarily like. And, and I believe what was yours again? Yours was the uh, you weren't follow or, or yeah you, know, you were follow up, uh, but you were more about no the I did audi- audience.
2: audience and then I brought in I just said offer because okay. I figured if they figured out audience then they can say what would so so them.
0: your your session was more about the audience we almost entirely covered
2: audience okay yeah, and
0: I know we people were about. they didn't want to break away really when we were ready to break yeah because they were just so into what you were talking about. Can you give us like a little snapshot of what went through? I know it's going to be hard
1: for you, <laughs> I know it's going to be hard for you. This is, but this just is a topic us, that we could talk about for tw- yeah. We could do an entire workshop just on that well, and, and we, not covered. We it
0: probably right. should do
1: another episode, though.
0: Um, once we get back, we all get settled, we should probably come back on and do one on your breakout session, because okay. I think that that would be very helpful okay. um, for people. But just give us even just a few tips, maybe.
2: Uh, the first one, and it's something I have seen, in all of my consulting, no matter what business that we touch, no matter how big the company is, no long how long it's been around, or it's just starting, or it's just a person working in their business, and it's the who is my audience? Oh, it's everyone. Oh, everyone could buy this. Oh, everyone could want this, and it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. There's very few products, and if they are for everyone, it's not very easy to get anything exciting happening around the product. So even if the thing could be purchased by everyone. What group really needs this? What group really wants this? What group is excited when you talk to them about it? Um, I, I don't want to mention anyone's product. I
1: was going to give an example, but the word-for-word the um, word example they came up with shampoo. Somebody said, "Oh, well, everybody buys shampoo." Oh yeah,
2: right. that's true. Right.
1: Uh, shampoos, are, yeah, it's a great one because look how many
2: shampoos are out there, and if the shampoo says is for people with this hair color, they were mentioning, uh, then that that's more enticing to someone with that hair color but you can also create a better experience. Why is it for that hair color? What does it do? What is the the different vitamins that are in it? You can make a completely different product that is instead of something that they might buy, but they could easily switch out with anything else is suddenly like, no, this is the only one for me. This Mm. is the only one for my hair color. This is, this is made for me. What are you talking about? Why would I get any other shampoo? And we go, Oh, but like how much of the market am I giving up? What if they don't have that hair color? But you don't understand that repeat sale, that consistent customer experience, that, that higher that they're even gonna buy on the first time, your numbers will look better. We've almost, I've never seen it, where by spreading out and trying to cover more people, they actually made more money. Hmm. They had a bigger audience, they, was more expensive to get out to, and then they were making less in sales. And it doesn't make any sense. So if you're starting out and you can just kinda get in your head, even if I could sell this to everyone, Who really, really wants it? And and who's that person to the point where I can explain it to them and really get them what they want? Because sometimes little feature changes will really matter. And and we can do that in a lot of the products we do. Just a small change because of knowing who they want. So
0: almost what you're saying is oh, you're almost custom tailoring the messaging to the market.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it starts out just deciding that there's a market. because. But I've seen once you learn that
0: there's a shampoo for women that have blonde hair and has been colored – yeah. And your shampoo does that, then that is you've just kind of niche 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 down shampoo. Yes. Right? You didn't do it, it's not men with gray hair, that's a whole other shampoo. Yes. Silver Fox. Right? right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? I mean you so got Silver Fox yeah. shampoo.
1: <laughs> razors, razors are another great example of this, and you see it in the store, like is it Chick? Is Chick the Razor yeah, Company? Yeah. Uh Bic is the pen company and Schick yes. is the razor company. <laughs> okay. Chic has like this it's the same exact razor. One is pink and one is black. And the pink one has, like, a, a bigger white, yep. uh, like, rubber... I don't I don't know what it's called, but it's the thing... The it's little like guy nick, there. Like or a the nick guard, the nick guard, or, guard a lubrication or, yeah. strip or something like yeah. that, right? Guess what? The handle is the same. The razor blades are the same. Everything else is the same. But it's marketed towards women if it's the pink one. It's marketed towards men if it's mm-hmm. the black one, right? It's the same basic product. But by doing that, you can actually create a different perception of value. And that's something you and I have talked about in the past, right? It's not necessarily that it's... A better product or a different product. It's that this is the one for me, yeah. and we like to say as consumers, "This is the thing for me. Yeah. This is my coffee. My coffee brand mm. is X. I am a fan of Death Wish. Right? Mm-hmm. And I drink Death Wish, <laughs> and we create. And it, it comes back like in cross sells and upsells. And you and I have talked a little bit about this on the podcast. When we make a purchase, we then reverse justify it, right? Yeah. And we go, "Well, I bought it because." You know, I didn't buy it because it was black and it said men's on it. I bought it because it's got this really fancy. It's got five blades, whatever. And you look at the pink one; it's the exact same thing, yeah. but it was pink, so I didn't buy it. Right, <laughs> right. And so by, an and <laughs> by creating by creating that differentiating experience, you then let people self select right. and say, "This is my product." Yeah. It creates a higher perceived value for them, and they are able to make that justification that much faster. Yeah. Well, so interesting in
2: that is like you take the list of features what a razor does is the same more or less things. But for women, the order of importance of that list, maybe they want all of it. Maybe they do want, they don't want it to nick, but maybe it's more important that it's silky smooth skin at the end, that it's actually a lotion that's adding to it. the man's not going, Oh, I hope it has a really nice aloe lotion, you know, like <laughs> in most cases, um, they, I am. they might say that in secret, but <laughs> they want a quicker, easier shave. So, there, you know, there's going to be a different, focus on what the features are and if you can say that in the packaging or in the listing because you t- spent some time thinking about it yeah you don't even have to change the actual product features you just have to talk about it differently and so that connects what you're talking about Scott okay cool um, okay
0: I'm gonna go to angel now as as angel kind of a she was you know kind of like paying attention to everything quietly <laughs> <laughs> and then because and, and, you know You can see Angel here. She's just looking back and forth. You're know, you talking and Chris is talking and I'm talking, right? But Angel does pay attention. So I want to hear a little bit about – like you went to – I think you were kind of roaming a little bit as far as like going to different sessions? Yes. Okay. What was your feel? What was your takeaway from what people were talking about or what they were gaining? I'm just trying to kind of see it through your eyes, I guess, as far as what people were – Either stuck on or what they were saying, like, oh, that makes sense, or a light bulb. Maybe just something that could bring attention to it that we can kinda highlight so if someone's listening they can be like, Oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? From that takeaway. Does anything come to mind? You kinda put me on the spot, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because 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 as soon as I got out of my breakout sessions, you're like, So give me the takeaways. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, I gotta think
2: about this now. I nice mean,
3: to yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe Scott can remind you of his takeaways. That'll right, right,
3: right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, um, everyone w- There were a range of different businesses, and it really was that was the big thing that I noticed is that there was some step that each of them were on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the bigger ones, actually, is I noticed that um, a lot of people were actually selling and ma- very successful but hadn't created their list Mm. and followed up with their list. Mm. And that really is very important and it takes you back to the audience. Right. You get to cultivate these people and they will buy more of your stuff. Right. And if you learn who they are as a person... They appreciate being treated as a person. Right. Weird. You know? <laughs> you know, I It is weird, you know? I mean, just <laughs> think kind how of excited when you call a phone number to any company and somebody, a person answers. <laughs> it's strange, right? You know, it's not right? a computer, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Even better than personality. that
2: personality.
1: Yeah. Right, right. You Right, right.
3: Right. And, and that was one, one big thing. That was one big thing. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah because...
0: I think, and it was funny because we were the night before the event on the Friday meetup. I was talking to a guy, and um, I won't mention his name right now, but he he'll know if he's listening. Um, but he's got a really successful business right now, like a seven figure business. But he's starting a little private label thing on the side, um, and uh, and you know he's kind of starting from scratch in a sense. But we kind of talked. I'm like, well, why aren't you using the list of yeah, customers from your business? And, and I asked him, how many customers you have? And he's like, over 100,000. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, well, maybe we should. you know. So, again, um, my thing was is there's some people, some at this event, some that are listening, that might already have current businesses that they could tap into their customers to launch a product.
2: Probably improve both.
0: And yeah. probably improve both. Yeah. Right. So that was a big light bulb. He's like, all right, I can go home now. I already got my nugget. Yeah. Right. He's like, I got, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> go. Um, but you know, you know what I mean? So it's like sometimes you can't see, is it the forest through the trees? That's okay. the saying, right? Yeah. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's so true because you're in it. And when you have someone else that comes in, like literally I seen that in two seconds right cuz he was like you know yeah i have this company and this is what we're doing and it's running great i've got i've got some employees they're running the business and they actually do all my listings and stuff so they're able to do this for me and i'm thinking but why aren't we tapping into that yeah. is it just cuz you want to get away from that market is it because you have a partner and you don't want to partner with this new business? like what is the reason he's like no i just cuz cuz i thought this was more interesting I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about it i didn't think about it yeah. kind of thing you know and i'm like okay so anyone listening like sometimes it's right in front of you yeah. or maybe you know someone that has a brick and mortar that hasn't yet launched on Amazon, and you can tap into that. I mean, kind of like our friends over at, uh, what is it, Pajamagram or um, the Teddy Bear? Vermont uh, Teddy Bear. Yeah, yeah, Vermont Teddy Bear, yeah, which he's going to be on, Jason's going to be on. Um, a Huge company. They weren't taking advantage of the Amazon channel. Now they are, and they added – a few million extra a boatload yeah a boatload of money (laughs) to their business um so yeah i i noticed that too we had we had uh you know a few people here that were really really brand new and we had some people that were really really established um but they all still needed something um and you know just because you're successful on one end doesn't mean that you're successful on the other end or you're
2: as far as you would think you would think someone that has a seven-figure business has an email list well, go back to what you said before and ask the question. You know, one of the things we get caught in is we just don't ask the right question. And if you said, like if everybody out there, no matter where you're at, said, what skill, ability, or resource do I have right now that would move my business forward? Maybe you don't have an answer the first time. Keep asking. Something mm. will click. And if you do things like that, you'll start shaking it up and you don't always have to have someone from the outside. It still helps. Yeah, that's why so many people that are really successful still have coaches, <laughs> and so they keep bringing that in. But this can help you to start getting that movement and that traction so you're asking better questions when you actually need it. Like the third part is coming in and seeing a whole new industry you don't know about and helping you to grow. So.
0: That's that's a huge point. I want to highlight that one more time. But I think one action step that people can do right now is ask the question. Yeah, what skill, ability,
2: or resource do I have right now that can move my business forward? Say that again slow what skill ability or resource do i have right now that could move my business forward i love that
0: you know it's it's crazy because you ask yourself a question you have to give yourself an answer yeah. you know what i mean you have to it's like that you're just wired that way right so if you ask the right questions you're going to have to create the right solutions yeah. or at least you're going to have to attempt to and what happens when you attempt to you get a result we don't know what that result is it could be good it could be bad but it's a result. Yeah. And then we can measure that and then we can say, oh, wait a minute. Let's ask another question.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Why didn't that work?
2: Yeah, you if know? the questions start working, feel free to ask other ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to get ready to wrap up here. I did want to kind of do this um, – this, this, just this little roundtable because I know it was fresh. And I know sometimes after you leave, you kind of – things kind of – you know. and I know I've been taking notes and writing things down. But um, Chris – let's wrap up and why don't you give me maybe one bit of advice that you could give people listening that you kind of gained from this weekend.
1: I think the biggest thing, and it's something that you say all the time and I'm actually wearing the t-shirt right now yes. is, is take action. Right. right? And that's, it, that comes back to something we were talking about about 15 minutes ago where it was, you know, I'm stuck on this step. This is, the, you know, you have that resistance, you have that thing. Just, Try it. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, we talked about it a lot this weekend in the context of, of email. Like, what do I send my list? And I joking, half joke quarter jokingly say <laughs> literally anything, right? Like anything related to what your thing is, just send an email and then see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Wherever the, the step you are in your business, reach out to a supplier and see what happens. Right. Start doing product research and see what happens. You have to take that first step in wherever it is that you're stuck. And if you don't do that, you're never going to push to that next section. And one of the, the objections that we hear kind of around that is, you know, I don't have the time or I don't have the money to do that right now. Mm. And that comes back to something that Joel talks about a lot, which is the resources versus the resourcefulness, right? If you think this is the one thing that will move my business forward when you ask the question that Joel just brought up, this is the thing that I need to do. Then figure out how to do it. That's kind of your yeah. next your yep. next action chunk yep. to take advantage of. It's not necessarily a solution of throwing money at the wall. You don't have to do that in 99% of cases. You don't need to throw a ton of money at the wall to build an email list. You don't need you know, a ton of money or a ton of time. And, and time, I guess, would be the big one in email. Once you have that email list, you don't need a ton of time to keep that list warm and to engage with that list. It takes a couple minutes a week to do that and we kind of showed everybody how to do that this weekend so don't don't let that like time money paradox slow you down figure out how to take that big action step and go from there
0: cool all right i think we are going to wrap this up we are going to do this uh this group style here, where we're going to do a little finish of this episode. Everybody's looking at me, everybody's looking at me like, really? Is this going to happen? Uh, all right. Shatter a window. in the hotel. Yeah, we're going to shatter a window with the take action ending. Uh, all right, guys, I just want to say, though, um, you know, we did have a great time here. Um, uh, we I think a lot of people everybody here really honestly everyone i talked to said they got a ton amount of you know a ton of value they 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 walked away with things they're going to do and and that to me is is everything and we will be following up with them and making sure and also i'm sure getting some some updates and some feedback but for you guys listening you know if you have not started to build your list, you really, that's, that's like something you need to do, okay? And from there, you're able to take that list and leverage it and then do the follow-up and all that fun stuff that we talk about. So that workshop, it's a free workshop. You guys can head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash build list, and I'll leave that in the show notes. The show notes also can be found where you can find the transcripts, the links, the notes, all that stuff can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 383 and uh, yeah that's it that's going to wrap it up I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me this one our last day together for a while so uh, everybody be going back to their, their homes and getting back to business and life and uh, and yeah so I, uh, I had a lot of fun I want to thank you guys and i want to thank everyone listening and uh, we're going to wrap this up uh, together today so uh, guys remember i'm here for you i believe in you and i'm rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud on the count of three today we're gonna to do this one two three take action have an awesome amazing day guys and i'll see you right back here on the next
3: episode